So a little bit, a uh, little bit different, different setup. Chairs this week rather than stools. Oh yeah, that's, we're a, not we're and like a, elevated. And a booster seat. I am elevated. Here's here's what we have <laughs> to here's what we have to promise Coffee. to do though. No leaning back. Posture, everybody. Or posture. Falling off the stage. Uh, so this week we we were in Luke 18. Uh, Brian Bradley finished uh, Luke 17 the week previous. Uh, Pastor Matt Porter begins in Luke 18. Two parables. Uh, one about a woman making a petition for justice to a judge, and the other one uh, much more known about a Pharisee uh, praying out loud for people to hear about how awesome he is, uh, juxtapositioned with someone who is an intense sinner, a tax collector beating his, his breast saying, uh, have mercy on me. Uh, Jesus is teaching us... Uh, the, and, and, and Pastor Matt was pointing out that there's a connection between these two. So I thought maybe we'd start by talking uh, about the first parable, start talking about, and then the second parable, and then maybe uh, try to make that connection. Uh, because I think that maybe if, if there's people like me out there left the sermon, maybe with some questions uh, about Jesus' teaching. And what does this mean for my life? How should I think differently? How should I live differently? So starting with the first uh, the first parable, did you guys have anything that, that stood out to you? This woman, she's petitioning uh, to the judge for justice. I think we had been talking before about um, what that looks like in realizing that she could not give herself justice. And granted, she was seeking it from an unrighteous judge, and we have the ability to seek justice from the one righteous judge. And it, there seem to be so many common themes that we have discussed on multiple occasions throughout Luke, and one of them is humility and what that looks like to realize that we cannot justify ourselves, which we also talked about a few weeks ago in another sermon, um, because we are not God. And I think that I don't, that's just what always sticks out to me, just that that humility, not in the way that the world teaches it, but in the way that the Word teaches it. Yeah, the, the hearers of this parable had to be uh, at some point like, wait, Jesus, are you saying that like we we don't desire justice? Yeah, we, we desire justice. Uh, you know, you know, Jesus asked the question at the end of the parable, when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith? Uh, and, and there's kind of like an implied, yeah, of course, like, uh, so, so, you know, there's a lot that, that people will tend to look into in this particular parable, but the, but what's, what's under, what's underneath it is God being so much more of a better, uh, judge than an unrighteous judge hears our cries for justice, right? And, and to which like, we would all agree, we want justice. There are things that are broken and wrong in the world. We want justice. And, and where do we go to for that? We go to God, the one who can, is, is able to, has promised to fix, redeem, restore all of those things. Um, yeah, any, any additional thoughts? I think just establishing God as the, the judge who is just is, is critical in, in, in interpreting the parable and, in, and I think in, in Jesus' intent in telling it in this way is, is that um, I, I think we have a tendency to assume the role of judge. Um, and you know we we are the ones who um, you know determine what is just and what is unjust. And um, you know Jesus is establishing that God is the the, the measure of justice. And um, I think that that that's 
that we've got to be able to understand that, and that's got to be foundational for um, when we when we approach God, when we relate to God, we realize that that um, we're not simply finding um, uh, an extended version of ourselves and what we would do, but we're finding the actual um, the actual measure of what is just and right when we come to Him. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the connection that Pastor Matt was was making. You said it's not that we need to become judge uh, or like that Gandhi quote, become the change that you want to see. In fact, just to make sure, I think I think Pastor Matt was making the connection between these two parables. We'll jump into the second parable now. The connection is you you think you want justice and you think that the answer is you all need to be good. You all need to be better. Just be better and the world to be better. So let me explain it to you this way. And so then he tells this this parable of a Pharisee uh, standing in the temple before God saying, thank you for not making me an awful person like these people, but I'm so good. Thank you, God. Uh, and, but, and so God, Jesus is pointing out, no, that's not actually uh, how you're going to get uh, to the position. Uh, 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 this this justified position, or how justice is going to come into the world, right? There doesn't seem to be a clear connection to these two parables, but when you look at it through that lens, you you see that starts to jump off the page, doesn't it? Yeah, because like if we if we are the judge, then we we are going to find a way to self justify, uh, like the like the Pharisee in the parable. We're going to say. Um, I did this, and I've done this, and I've done this, and and that's where my justification comes from. Um, and and what we see is that there is a there is an inability on our part to justify ourselves. And Jesus makes that really clear. His um, the the parable is very much uh, Jesus saying, "You have no ability to justify yourself." Um, the the my my mercy is for the one who recognizes their inability uh, to justify themselves, and 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 that's what puts us in this position to be able to receive receive his grace. The the problem he points out is that uh, that if if we just try to be really good, the end of that road only ends in pride. Look at how good I am, and that was the problem with this Pharisee in the parable. He's saying out loud how good he is right? That's, that is the fruit of your works. Like the best you can get uh, will only result in pride. Look at what I've done. Look at what I've accomplished. And even it goes on to say that he was the one who was not justified after all of his time spent verbally, you know, justifying himself. He was the one that went home unjustified because I think it was really hard to hear um, when Pastor I was saying also that that's like the default of the human heart, right? Is like, how, how good we are because that, that's, we live in, we want to be seen that way or whatever it is that that's like our default mode. So we go the other direction ideally. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's important to remember, you were mentioning this before, uh, Brandon, when we were talking, but the, I think the tendency for us to be, um, you know, when we hear this message or read this parable, maybe is to walk away from it with a sense of shame almost. And I think you had some good thoughts on that. Like, um, that's not the intent here of the passage. You know, our, the the what Jesus is directing us towards is not 
to feel bad about ourselves, to feel shameful. Um, you you want to expand on that at all? Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine the people sitting around listening to Jesus talking and hearing this. Okay, so so the 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 tax collector, the one who's very obviously sinful, he's in the corner and he's he's saying, "Have mercy on me. I'm the worst. God, I need your mercy." And Jesus says, "This is the one who's justified." And and the people listening to Jesus must have scratched their heads and said, "Like, wait a minute, is am I supposed to just like feel really bad about myself? Like, is the takeaway from this that I should just realize how awful I am, how awful of a person I am. Uh, and, and there was kind of a point in, in the sermon, honestly, where I'm feeling like, oh, yeah, that's, that's the point. I just need to realize how awful I am. But we've got to take it in context with, like, all of Jesus' teaching. Uh, I, I think Jesus intentionally teaches in this way to leave the, the listener saying, it's not how I think it, it, it is. I don't may, I don't understand the way that I think I understand. Jesus is offering something completely different, completely upside down from what is kind of like what you were saying, like our nature in in saying like we are good and let me demonstrate how good I am. Uh, he's offering something completely different. I think that's kind of where I in the second half um, was listening, thinking oh, well, first of all, I'm also the self-righteous person, but then I'm also the sinner there that's saying, you know, have mercy on me. And he said something about um, like beating, like beating your chest is a really good place to be, but it's hard because that's also like, it means that you're looking at your past and you're looking at your, you know, my laundry list of sins that got me to this place where I feel like I need extra mercy or that I am the chief of all sinners. Um, like he says, but then the next part is, but he's here for the lost. Like that's, that's why he came. Yeah. When we see, um, when we, when we see that God is the just judge and we see his character, uh, we recognize our, our lack of, um, ability or, or holiness. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, this parable reminds me of, of the first part of Isaiah, right? Where Isaiah finds himself in the presence of God and it says he's undone. I'm a man of unclean lips. And it's, it's not intended for us to look at this and say that the point is for us to be down on ourselves or shameful on ourselves. But when we look at God, um, we realize just how much that's not who we are we're not we're not the just judge that he is and so i think that what jesus is pointing out here is it's it's not this it, it's it's not to look at ourselves and dwell and focus on ourselves um but when we when we see god we just see that this um there's this utter disconnect um, between what we are capable of and who he is and what he requires from us. I mean, it makes me think there's, there's this R.C. Sproul quote that we were talking about before. I actually had it open um, where uh, I'll have to paraphrase it, but it's, it, <laughs> I, uh, I had it open. Uh, but the, uh, the, the, you know, it's, it's not as if God throws us a life preserver and, you know, because we're floundering in the water, but he, he, carries us up from the bottom of the ocean puts resurrects us from the bottom of the ocean his resurrection life into us yeah that's I love that that imagery from Isaiah. It, it really is positional, isn't it? So it's it's not it's not that uh, that he's saying we need to think so poorly of ourselves. It's of these two positions, the one it definitely is not 
is this striving to attain and to work and to be really good. Uh, you know, you, you continue in Isaiah a little bit, a few chapters after what you were mentioning. It says, my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. It, it is a recognition that God is rightfully above us, and he's not asking us to climb up to where he is. He's asking us to be his people. He's asking us to reach out and ask for his help. He's asking us to recognize our need for him, not to climb up to where he is. And that's our temptation. We want to be up where God is. I, I wrote that at the bottom. I wrote, cry out for mercy, um, because he was talking about the task collector coming into that situation, like with a presumption of guilt, right? He used that phrase, like, he, like I know where I'm at and I know like what I need. Like, I know that I'm a sinner and I know it's like what you were doing before, like, trying to, you know, explaining the gospel to like a six-year-old, right? But also that is what it is, like our our realization that we are sinners like in need of that grace and that we just get to cry out for it. And he, and then he talked about the end, like he pours more, like the more sinful you are, like the more grace abounds, which like we don't, we don't really have a framework to even fathom that fully, but that it just keeps going. And that's the, I mean, that's the sweet thing about all of this is that when we ha have this positional awareness of the way you put that, um, of who we are in relationship to God, when that is, when when that is right, when when we understand um, just how needy we are, that's when we receive God's mercy. That's that's the place that we have to be in, um, and that's the place where we find His mercy. The the Pharisee went home thinking he had. Uh, you know, he had done everything he was supposed to do. He thought that he he had received, but he had no clue. He had no awareness or experience of um, the the real mercy of God. It is always a pleasure to talk to you guys uh, about these things. There's there's always so much more that I want to talk about. Uh, but what in just maybe the final 30 seconds, some thoughts of, uh, of, of what could we do to put this into our lives, to apply this to our lives? I mean, I think it's, it's two things. It's, we kind of talked about this before. I don't think you get to that, um, feeling forgiven and like letting like the grace of Jesus wash over you until you first, um, admit, right. Confess. And then like, accept like the forgiveness that he's waiting that you just cry out for. Um, but I think it's hard to admit the sin part because we like to be self-righteous. It's the default mode of our heart. Um, but that's where you start is showing up with your presumed guilt saying, here I am, Lord, and um, I can't do this on my own, which we live in a world that does not promote that. <laughs> so, Yeah. And the, the practice of praying, I think, is um, this is something I've been convicted about recently is just the, uh, the lack of, of more intentional prayer. And, and I, you know, it's, it's in the parable, but I think just even as, as, you know, how we understand what is prayer, it's, it's, um, it's a, a focused time where we're talking to hearing from God, um, and and I think yeah, like for me personally, I think this this idea of praying without ceasing is something I've tried to adopt in my life. But a lot of times, what that translates into is not ever actually praying, um, in in the sense that where I'm I'm devoting myself to this practice. And I think that, um, I mean, yes, this is a parable, so Jesus is, is using this as an example. But I think there's something in here um, where this guy is is 
prayerful in how he's coming to God and he's approaching God in humility, in repentance. And I think that has to happen for us in prayer. Um, finding, finding moments, finding places uh, in our schedule, in our routine, um, kind of building our rhythms around this. The, I'm, I'm, I'm prayerful and I'm, I'm coming to God. And, and when we're doing that, I think we, we, we find ourselves um, understanding our relationship to who God is. And I think that he does that supernaturally as we devote ourselves to that practice. Yeah, isn't prayer admitting, I've now reached the end of what I'm capable of and recognizing there's someone above me who can address all of these issues, right? Positionally, it puts you in that right place. And I think that's what Jesus is talking about. If you find yourself, as you're reading Scripture like this, like wondering, is that what Jesus is saying? Keep reading. Keep going. Keep coming back. Come back for next week's sermon because Jesus uh, is, is, is starts with telling you, you may not understand it the way you think you do. Let me tell you how it really is. I'm God. I've been sent to give you an important message. You guys, it's always, it's always, uh, it's always a pleasure. Uh, time goes so fast. What do you guys think of the chairs? No, my booster seat. <laughs> you, you seem, you did seem a little bit taller. Liz. Do you That's have good. It's fine. A technique to. It's, it's two chairs. Okay. Oh. It's a booster seat. It's fine. I wasn't gonna say anything. <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. You brought it. It up, was very though. comfortable. <laughs>